0: Welcome back to the Beauty and Belief podcast with me, Jade Lahiray. Makeup artist, educator and confidence coach, I am dedicated to helping you unlock your most confident self and transform your beliefs. With each episode, expect to hear unfiltered and raw moments of my own personal experiences, but I'll also be sharing with you my tools so that you can take control of the beliefs that are no longer serving you and finally start to become that girl that you've only ever dreamed of. I am your one and only confidence coach. Think of me as your cheerleader for those times when you just want a little hype girl by your side. My mission is to empower, inspire and educate you, not just through mindset work and mind blowing moments, but also through being authentic and vulnerable myself, in the hope that you allow yourself to realise that perfection doesn't actually exist, and that no one really has it all figured out, despite what you see on social media. Girl, you are here because you wanna feel confident in the skin that you're in. Maybe you're lost at where you are in life and not sure how to get to the next stage, or you desire to let go of those limiting beliefs and become fearless rather than fearful. I know that you know there is more to life than already is. I also know that deep down, you know there is more of you to offer this world. I used to be that girl too. I'm here to help unlock your confidence, bring out your inner bravery so that you can become more courageous and start to thrive in life by living the way you really want. In this episode today, we will be discussing all things boundaries and why they are so important. I am joined today with my guest, and this is the incredible Liz. And Liz is a mindset and career coach. Liz actually has over 20 years experience with people in the business world. And Liz has really realized the power that coaching can have. And she realized this when she actually undertook coaching herself, when she was at a time when she lacked confidence and didn't really have the ability to be really resilient in her life and through her own breakthrough what she's done has been able to lead and with her desire to help others to find their solutions so when they're able to go through their own challenging times she really believes that coaching has the power to help people to get exactly where they want to in life welcome liz Thank you, my love. That was a lovely introduction. Nice intro. <laughs> um, so I thought what we'd do is just share how we met, because I think that's quite an interesting topic yeah. to discuss. Yeah. Um, so myself and Liz, obviously Liz is a fellow coach, just like myself, um, and we actually met as part of the, we call it KCC, but obviously yeah. to, to everyone they're not really going to know what KCC not is, really right? right. <laughs> do you want to describe what or explain what KCC is?
1: KCC stands for the Killer Coaching Course, and it's run by Becky Rabin, um, the lit I think it's now called the expert collective it isn't is it? yeah so I was googling it one day and I just thought I needed something I knew what I knew being a coach is what I wanted to do and I'd done my coaching course I didn't have a clue on the business side of it though so I thought right something needs to get done and I came across Becky on Instagram and um it just seemed very aligned so the course was just the right thing mm. to do and that's that's where we met wasn't it and
0: just formed a friendship ever yeah, since yeah
1: yeah and our group was just amazing wasn't it it was we've yeah been in contact ever since so yes yeah. that's, that's the course we both
0: did i love that it's like our our paths had crossed at like literally the right time for each absolutely, other
1: absolutely yeah and we learn a
0: lot from each other at the same yeah, time as well yeah. and so obviously today we're talking specifically about boundaries um i guess the listeners listening are probably thinking why boundaries why are they important why do we kind of dedicate uh, an episode to talk about it mm. So for you, why do you feel like boundaries are specifically really important for us to talk about?
1: I am the queen of boundaries. You are, you literally are. (laughs) I love boundaries and, you know, I think boundaries are the ultimate self-care.
0: And listen, if we're going to talk about anything on this podcast, it's (laughs) self-care.
1: Yeah, and I've got clients who come to me and they don't see the value of boundaries because they see it as a way of saying no to people and let's be realistic it is mm. a way of saying no yeah. but when you do it in a mindful way you are doing something that is a benefit to you yeah and that is the ultimate self-care is when you feel happy and content with your decisions that's where your boundaries come into play
0: yeah and you know i said that for such a long time like self-care I think people think self-care is reading and having a bubble bath bath. and you know all of that stuff which don't get me wrong listen I'm a sucker for a bath like who isn't we love that but at the same time real self-care like what you said is actually saying no it's actually going to know what that doesn't serve me or that's not right for me or actually no and whether you give an explanation you know that's up to you but actually just becoming aware of of what you need of what you need in that time is your boundary
1: and they don't have to be permanent Mm. you know one boundary that you might feel you need to put into place in one job, might not be a boundary you need in another job. Or a boundary you have with one set of friends might not even come into play with another set of friends. So they're constantly changing. They do not have to be permanent. I think sometimes people think that they have like this list of boundaries and it just it doesn't work that way. They're quite intuitive to Mm. what what you feel is going to serve you yeah definitely and as you're
0: saying that I can definitely think of like scenarios have had to set certain boundaries certain people Mm. and maybe not the same boundary with another person in my life and like you said like it's not a one size fits all it's not you know a linear process it's kind of as and when depending on the needs that you feel like you need at that time
1: absolutely and there's there's different types as Mm. well you know it's not just one boundary you've got boundaries you might have with your time you've got emotional boundaries you might have material boundaries yeah. as well you know there are so many different types of boundaries that it's it, it should almost it should almost be part of who you are yeah essentially yeah and people would recognize that actually jade has that boundary in place so i'm not even going to approach it like that i yeah. need to approach it another way yeah so you know it does become a part of who you essentially are
0: yeah if you were to describe the act for your definition of a boundary yeah put that in a sentence what is that boundary what what is a boundary
1: for me the way i'm i'm very visual so for me i always picture a boundary as almost like a little fence Mm. that kind of comes down and stops whatever it is i'm saying no to it's that it is literally like a boundary yeah like a physical boundary yeah and i picture that in my head so just to give you an example for example if if I had a friend who wanted to go out on Friday night and I just wasn't feeling it after a week at work and I was absolutely shattered, in my head that boundary kind of comes down, yeah. that fence pops up Yeah, and that's when I think actually I need to say no to this because if I say yes to her, yeah. I'm going to say no to myself Yeah, and that's when... That's,
0: for me, what a boundary is. Yeah. I think as well, like, you know, we'll probably get to this later, but I think sticking to boundaries mm-hmm. is is remembering that, right? Because you have a friend, and let's say you say yes to going to them on a Friday night, you can always say yes to them, seeing them all the time. But actually, just because you say yes once, doesn't mean you have to say yes all the time and it's like actually then how do you dial them up dial them down take bring up the fence close down the fence depending on the situation of how you feel with your needs at that time absolutely yeah
1: right and it's also at work you know at work you might you might be having a bad day and someone might say to you oh can you just do this and you're thinking I read I want to but I'm just going to say yes today but you might go home and just think I should have said no yeah and that's something that you can work on you know for the next time it does happen or the, the next time someone else says to you can you do this you can work on identifying when that bubbly feeling starts to rise inside yeah. we know when you know that you need to say no yeah so you think right how can I say no in a way that's going to benefit both of us
0: yeah and that comes back to intuition mm. as well because like you said like you'll say yes in the moment but then later on when you've reflected or when you thought about it or maybe you spoke about it to your friend or your partner or whatever you've gone shit i should have said no to that person or i should have said no to work or and that comes by tuning into your intuition which i'm a big big believer of like that comes with self-awareness it comes with Mm self-trust you once you trust your intuition then actually there's there's no conflict because what's happening is your brain is saying something and and your intuition or your gut is saying something else and actually you want to have alignment in the two yeah and it
1: it, it comes down to if it doesn't feel right Mm. then it's probably not right yeah
0: All about the feeling. Yeah. All about the feeling. Yeah.
1: And I think, especially women, I think we're so ingrained in having this idea that we should be saying yes to people. And my question would be, well, why should you be saying yes to anybody if you don't want to say yes? Yeah. Where does this should come from?
0: Expectations from others. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: You know, you have to listen to what you actually Mm. feel. And if you are saying no, then it's a no really. definitely
0: yeah and like you know that you've probably seen loads of quotes on instagram about it like no is a full sentence Yeah, that's what like yeah you don't always have to explain justify, no. yeah like at the end of the day my answer is no i don't need yeah. to if when your answer is yes you don't feel the need to justify yes because mm. you just say yeah sure mm. whereas when you say no people then expect that reasoning yeah. or the not excuse but like the, the reason why you're saying no but when think about that for a second when you say yes to something they don't go oh okay great why is the reason I mean, of yes they just go great that's amazing here's the whatever it is that you're doing yeah, when they say no they do expect a, yeah. a reason for it
1: and I think also when you're beginning to set your boundaries and you start saying no to people you always justify it with something. Mm. and there's nothing wrong with that because that is being kind yeah, to yeah. this person who has never heard you say no before so for you to say no because is perfectly fine but mm. well, what you'll find is as you go on and you keep saying no there's no because anymore yeah. it's just like no Yeah, you know and people start to respect that boundary that you've got
0: yeah because they're seeing that consistent boundary that you're maintaining for yourself yeah. as well yeah Okay, so you said about like different types of boundaries. If you were to to, I guess, share what forms of boundaries there are, what what would they be? What how would they come? Like, how do they show up?
1: So there's officially five different sets of boundaries. You've okay. Got time. Yeah. Emotional boundaries. Mm-hmm. Your physical boundaries. So um, that one's something that you know lots of people talk about, don't they? Is that physical boundary, your personal space. Yeah you've got material boundaries as well which always people always go what's that
0: yeah I'm a bit like oh I've not heard of that one before
1: (laughs) and then you've got behavior boundaries as well like what's acceptable to you and what's not acceptable to you but in the same side what is acceptable for you to behave to other people as well so it's kind of like it has to be balanced out yes so the material boundary this one is this, uh, do you know what? When I first started reading about boundaries, this was like, uh, huh? "What's a material yeah. boundary?" But a material boundary can be like, um, so uh, for example, you might have a flatmate that this is this is a very small example that continuously eats the um, cereal that's in your
0: mm-hmm. on your shelf. Mm-hmm
1: and that is a cost to you right yeah you're paying for that but you're not actually eating it yeah so that boundary is you know um let's just call her maria for example (laughs) maria i'm really sorry but could you either give me some money for the cereal and i'll get two packets instead of one yeah but it is i'm the one who's paying for it so would you mind maybe we can think of a different way of doing this so that's a material boundary. It's when it's got something to do with cost, or it's got something to do with something that you own. Yeah. Perhaps someone borrows your car, yeah, and brings it back in a completely filthy state. That's a material thing to mm-hmm. you. So what you could say is, I don't mind you borrowing my car, but you need to bring it, back return it me.
0: back in this. Yeah, in it's state. so funny as you're saying this material boundary because at the beginning I was like, what on earth is a yes. material boundary? Like I've never heard that before. When you're speaking about the example, I literally can think of like 101 million things that have happened to me when I flat shed. Yeah. So when I used to like, live in a flat with uh, two other girls they would use all of my pots and pans and you know cooking utensils and whatever and I'm like oh this is so annoying because they're not looking after it they're like scratching it or breaking things and I'm like that's so then frustrating for me because Mm. yes it's only a bloody saucepan but actually it's sometimes bigger than that because it is the cost and it's It's a resentment yeah isn't it yeah just
1: builds. so by not saying something you're kind of giving them a free pass to just carry on treating your stuff whichever way they want to treat it yeah. so that's where the material boundary comes into play
0: i guess i uh, correct if i'm wrong on this obviously you being a mother you know this but like would you say material boundaries is really important as a parent oh god absolutely because like kids can easily wreck anything right like <laughs> crayons on walls okay,
1: seriously, i couldn't tell you the amount of times i say don't put your hands on the wall because they've <laughs> just been painted but to me that is an effort that we've made yeah yeah and for them to go around the house with their grubby little hands and touch it yeah. again,
0: they don't understand but at the course, same time yeah. it's you have to then put in that material boundary Absolutely. yeah but at the
1: same time the more you explain to them why you don't want them to touch the wall can you please hold the banister instead as you're going down the stairs yeah 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 then that starts to sink in as well yeah and children are probably um the best people at pushing boundaries yeah you know they push and push and push until finally you might crack so the you're not having an ice cream can become oh but please 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 and they'll they'll they will grind you down <laughs> so much that in the end you'll just go fine yeah have an yeah ice cream. but it's it is knowing how to explain it and I think the more you do it with children and you explain you can't have that ice cream right now because you're not dinner in an hour how about you have an ice cream afterwards? Mm-hmm. That is a boundary, mm. and they start to understand actually, it's six o'clock. I can't have that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without even asking for it anymore.
0: It's almost like an unspoken kind of like set of rules, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But then when you think about it, children thrive on having boundaries. This is how children succeed. Okay. They, they, a child with no boundaries will never succeed in yeah. their education or as they grow up. Having the boundaries in place and them knowing what those boundaries are at school or at home actually helps them to completely 100% thrive so interesting yeah and it's it's the same for adults if Mm. we viewed it in the same way as we view having boundaries with children we would we would be you know that intuition that we've got to have that self-care would Mm. just take off
0: and I guess if someone is listening to this thinking like okay, I want to set boundaries in my life, but I've got no idea how to start or who to start with, I guess, would you say the easiest people to start with is children? If you've got children around you, you know, if you're a parent or, you know, an auntie, uncle, whatever, they're the first ones that you can almost, like, start to experiment and start to build up your your confidence with it. They are the
1: best people Mm. to experiment because they will push and push and push yeah. if you can hold your boundaries with a child you can hold your boundaries okay with fab amazing this is so good they are the absolute <laughs> best people if you have children they're the best people to start your amazing
0: with. so that's material boundaries then yeah. what other forms of boundaries did you say there were So
1: you've got your physical boundaries yeah as well. you know it's a case of um it, don't i don't like you touching my arm yeah yeah you know how in the physical place, affection physical or affection yeah or sometimes in the workplace you always get that one person who's just a bit too touchy feeling yeah you know and it makes you a bit uncomfortable so there's nothing wrong with saying I really don't like being touched that way that's a boundary mm. and they have to respect that
0: it's so funny you saying that so obviously going on the underground on the tube a lot lately yeah And I've noticed there's a lot more advocacy and posters and advertising for around respecting each other's space, physical Mm -hmm. space, which is obviously a boundary. You know, they're obviously trying to protect against like, you know, harassment and things like that, which, you know, is completely different kind of conversation. But it's kind of relevant in this in terms of your physical boundary, because if someone, you know, is so close to you when actually they've got so much space left on the tube yeah. therefore that's a physical boundary for you that you actually probably feel quite uncomfortable with as well isn't it
1: yeah i mean who wants a complete stranger you know right up next to you where you can't even put yeah. piece of paper through you no one yeah. wants that yeah and, you know i've been in situations on the tube where i felt deeply uncomfortable because th- there's just no need for that touching that's going on and yeah it, it, it does almost make you stand up as a woman it
0: kind of unsettles you yeah Yeah. absolutely so those
1: are physical boundaries but going back to children the good thing about children is uh, I'm sure you've, you've probably heard it but if you ever hear an adult talking to a child they'll go you're in you're in my personal space right now I yes i
0: have heard that but i've never like you know put two and two together until you just said that that's
1: a physical boundary yeah. that's something you teach them as well from a very early ages if you want to talk to someone that's fine but you don't have to go right up to their face yeah. to do yeah yeah
0: so, so you interesting. have to
1: respect just having that that small distance mm-hmm. and that is showing respect for the person mm-hmm. that you're talking to mm-hmm.
0: as well Amazing. And what other boundaries?
1: So you've got your um, emotional boundaries mm-hmm. as well. You know, um, those. That's probably the easiest one to to reflect on, isn't it? Is what emotions do you have that are sometimes taken advantage of by either friends or family? Um, you know, sometimes we are guilted into doing stuff that yeah. we don't really want to do. Yeah. So your emotional boundary might be something like. Um, I really don't like it when you say this to me. It makes me feel... So, you know, with time, that starts to become something that that person will hopefully not carry on doing. Yeah. Um, But emotional is just everything that you feel. And if someone is kind of stamping on that, how can you put that boundary into Mm -hmm. place to let them know it's not acceptable Mm -hmm. to you?
0: And what about time boundary?
1: Time boundary is... um, It's one of my favourites. It's... um, so imagine you've got a group of friends who are consistently saying to you, can we go out on Friday night? Please, come on, the whole all the girls are going, let's just go, let's just go. And you're like, really not feeling it. I'm mm-hmm. um, absolutely not feeling it. That's, that's I'm not going to lie. My
0: girlfriends listening to this will know that that's, that's me, the like, majority <laughs> of the time. I'm like, oh, girls, like, hate to that, be that one, but, you know, I might have to bail. And they're like, oh, that's fine. But it's because I'm like, do you know what? Like, I'm so busy in the week or I'm mm-hmm. so busy doing X, Y, and Z yeah. that I'm like having my time which let's be honest everyone's time is so precious Mm. yes you want to go and socialize with your loved ones because you care for them and you love being around them but at the same time you're like i need to do something for me and i need just space or time or whatever that that self element of self-care again looks like for you
1: and you have to listen to that don't you yeah because if if you're anything like me, if you do say yes when you want to say no, you end up feeling totally disconnected. Yeah, You'll go out and you'll talk, but do you actually want to be there? Not really. Yeah. Are you engaged in the conversation? Not really. Yeah. So, you know, it's having that awareness of who you give your time to. And that is a big boundary is who you give your time to you should have the biggest chunk of that time mm-hmm. if that's what you want you should have that biggest chunk and then everyone else gets a little bit of yeah your other time span. and we
0: we were actually speaking about this before we started recording about like how Time versus money, and actually, like, you know, money. Obviously, at the moment, we're both working four days, which is really yeah. exciting. Um, obviously, for me, that's been a bit of a transition in terms of, you know, dropping down a day in, in my full time job. But what that means is I've got more time on my hands. So, yeah. yes, I'm, you know, having less money as an income, but actually, it means I've got time to do things for me. So, it means now if the girlfriends do say, let's go out on a Friday night, I'm probably not going to be. M- i'm probably not going to be inclined to say no because i've had more time for myself which means that my my, my relationships are stronger my quality of work is stronger my just enjoyment in life is a lot is a lot better as well
1: time is precious oh. I think, if if anything i think lockdown has made people yeah. realize how precious time actually is yeah and i feel like people are a lot more um strict about who they see when they see them And that's a boundary. It's a boundary you've got in place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or or even if you think about it in the workplace, if you are contracted to do a nine to five, but the expectation is that you come in at 7.30 and you leave at seven, put that time boundary in place Mm -hmm. and actually say, this is my job, I'm going to do it to my best ability between nine and five, but I will be leaving at five o'clock because I've got A, B and C to deal with at home.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's another time boundary that people can put into place and it just makes then they know what to expect of you and you know that they understand that's the expectation as well
0: yeah going back to like what you said if you're saying you know that you've got you finish at five or six o'clock and then you're still replying to emails at 8 p.m effectively what you're saying yes to is work and what you're saying no to is yourself or your family or your kids yeah. or you know a nice dinner if you plan to have the time to cook a dinner and then you did not have time to them replying to emails or work there is always something that you're saying no to when you are saying yes to something else and i think that like that always just brings me back to the, the element of, of having a boundary. Yeah,
1: and every time you say yes and reply to that email, you're telling that person that actually it's okay. It's okay to do that. Jade's going to reply. Yeah. So I can actually do it at 9 or 10pm, yeah. but she's still going to reply. It's
0: not okay. No. Yeah, so true. So, so true. And what about behavioural boundaries?
1: So behaviour boundaries are anything that you literally cannot accept the behaviours from someone. It can be something like, um, you might have a friend that's always late. I'll be there at four but rocks up at like (laughs) 5.15 that is a behavior you're just not willing to accept so you might say to them I I did actually say four o'clock and I am pressed for time so I'm only going to hang around till 4.15 if you can't make it then we'll reschedule Mm. you know that's a behavior or it might be something more um more severe might be someone who Maybe struggles with their anger and Mm. expose a bit too much in front of you. You can say to them, Yeah, I understand you're angry, but I really don't want to deal with this. Yeah, this is not my place, and I'm not comfortable sitting here having you shout. Yeah, that's a behavioral boundary, it's something you're just not prepared to do.
0: I think a lot of people will also resonate with the behavior of like gossiping, Mm. like this is something that I've really tried to just completely banish from my life for for like the last like four years or so and I think that you know as humans we vent we moan we get everything off our chest but at the same time there's a difference between just releasing that and gossiping and I think that like you said when you have friends that just come to you because they just want to the gossip and actually that's that's really affects you in such a negative way and I know I've personally been on a bit of a journey to to kind of eliminate as much of of Not necessarily those people, because you know, I love and care for those people, but actually the behaviour, like you said, that those people bring, if that behaviour is gossiping, there's then a point where I'm like, actually, do you know what? This isn't something I really want to talk about today. So, you know, can we change this conversation? Or I'll naturally just try and change it without, you know, being you know, as kind of direct and blunt. I think there's ways that you can do it for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I used to have a friend who would absolutely love gossiping about everyone that we worked with. Really? And you know, This is probably going back three years ago now, but it would be just a constant. It would be messaging, it would be voice memos, it would be everything. And I think I got to a point when I was doing my coaching where I just thought, actually, this is quite toxic for me. I'm not actually enjoying any of this. So I started, so every time she would mention something like that and I knew it was coming, I would actually just not reply.
0: Oh, so you just, like, just ignore her. Just ignore yeah. her.
1: And it's got to a point now where actually she doesn't engage in that at all because she knows, she knows not, you're not biting. I'm not biting. Yeah. She's not going to get a reaction. But it, I feel so much better not being... It's almost like a rabbit hole, isn't it? Yeah. You get drawn into this really pessimistic, toxic way of thinking yeah. and I don't think it does anybody any good.
0: Yeah, agreed. No negative energy here.
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> so and, those are kind of like the five... Boundaries. I love that because yeah. I think
0: for me like and I think listeners watching as well I actually wasn't really understanding of the different forms of like I, obviously I know what boundaries are and yeah. how to set yeah. them maintain them etc but like I didn't really know it was it broke down that much into you know the specifics of the mm. forms of boundaries so for me that's been super super interesting mm. why do you feel then that like it's necessary for people to have them because We have them and and, you know it's great and people can set them and and maintain them, but like why do you feel it's necessary to be able to, you know, have a successful life or have great relationships or whatever?
1: I genuinely think it's a mindset. Mm. I think having your boundaries in place almost changes your mindset to a growth mindset, you know, where you know what your limitations are, you know what your boundaries are and then you take it forward from there. But those are non-negotiables. Mm. You know, those are things you just are not prepared to, to give give into or anything like that. And then I think that gives you almost a mindset where you can think, right, where do I go from here? Yeah. You know, how do I grow? What am I going to learn next? So I think having your boundaries almost helps you maintain and grow that, that yeah. mindset, that positive mindset instead. Yeah. Because not having boundaries, I always feel... It keeps you holding, holding you back.
0: Yeah. It's like, again, we were saying this kind of like before we were recording, but it's almost like having like the shackles yeah. on you and you're like, you feel really tied down and restricted.
1: Yeah. Because imagine like when I was working in the city, if I, if I took on every project that landed on my desk, how would I get anything done? You wouldn't
0: leave the office doors. Well,
1: I, wouldn't, well, yeah. I wouldn't be successful in delivering any project either. It yeah. would just be something I'd done very quickly and not very efficiently and what 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 message is that sending to me that i'm handing something in that i haven't given 100% to Mm -hmm. because i've got the other a b and c that i've still got to do Mm -hmm. so i think you know it it does help you have like it's almost like boxing it up and then everything around it you can concentrate on growing yeah and it gives you opportunities to grow as well yeah
0: definitely and again again i was having this conversation with someone this week actually in my workplace about you know obviously I, I'm transitioning at the moment from five days a week to four days a week and they were asking me like gosh how are you going to get all of your work done in four days because essentially I've not yeah. had any you know projects taken off me and mm-hmm. my workload is still exactly the same um, and they were like how are you going to manage that and I was like well to be honest if I worked seven days a week I'd still have so much to do there's always so much and what I've been able to do with the four days is set those boundaries yeah. and you know something that I have learned over the years because you know it's not something we pick up overnight and it just you know fits into our life it's something that we have to really train our minds to understand and practice and repeat and all of that sort of stuff but I do a lot of project work um at work and I get projects handed to me left right and center tasks and projects and stuff and one thing that I really take pride in is okay let's say I'm being handed a project today. But yet my workload is already full and, you know, my diary is back to back. Actually, I, my response and my reply to that would be great. Yeah, I can absolutely take on this project. But what else do you want me to take off? Like, if I'm taking this project on, what is not a priority that I can take off? Absolutely. Because you can't, again, it's going back to that if I say yes, I take on this new project, yep. what am I going to do at the moment that I'm going to say no to and put on yep. the back burner? Yep. And I think it's really understanding that for me, having the four days, just means i do the same amount of work but maybe over a longer period of time so my deadlines get stretched or you know then it comes into delegation and things like that but i think it's really important to again understand like how do boundaries fit in your life right now to make you then successful because that's what it's all about right
1: yeah but also what message does that send to you when you've got all those projects that you want successfully completing yeah what what are you getting from that? what success is are you actually getting from any of those projects? You're not, right? Mm. So there has to be a priority somewhere. So it's a, it's actually a re- really good way of you saying, well, which is going to give? Yeah. Because I can't do all of it.
0: Yeah. I always, this is something I always say. If you try and do everything, you end up doing nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think so many, especially now, the culture we live in now is juggling 101 things at 101 like miles per hour and everyone is expected to do everything at the drop of a hat you want everything yesterday everything done yesterday Mm -hmm. and actually if you try and do everything you end up eventually doing nothing because a there's overwhelmed then you get burnt out then you get confused and it's like actually there's no quality no so by sometimes just by saying yeah i can do that but actually it means i'll put this down that mental that's fine
1: strain isn't it that mental strain of having like 101 projects to do and mm. you're not doing any of them effectively yeah so true mm.
0: any other personal stories that you've got of setting boundaries
1: I, do you know what it's i never had a lot of boundaries mm. before i did my own coaching mm. um so when i got a coach i realized how important they actually were and I was actually a bit of a people pleaser myself. So I was saying yes to everything. I can work.
0: resonate with that so much.
1: <laughs> and I didn't even, the term people pleaser didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. Then. I just thought it was natural to say yes to everything. I mean, I think it's also got something to do with how you were brought up.
0: Yes, 100%. And I
1: I I remember my mum saying yes to everything.
0: Really? So naturally, you've just then adopted that. Yeah.
1: So she would say yes to family coming over, even when she wasn't up for it. She would say yes to doing um, this for my dad. She would say yes to helping the neighbour. She would say yes to me. You know, she just, I, I honestly, genuinely do not remember her saying no to a lot of people. Mm. And I think I grew up thinking, well, this is just how people do it. Yeah. You know, you just do what you can. Yeah. Do, do your best. Um, and it's only when I got to a point where I was like, I'm actually stuck. And I have no happiness at all. You know, I have this amazing husband. I have these two beautiful children. But am I actually happy? Mm. And it's only when you dig deep and you start to think, I think it's because I was saying yes to everybody. But I wasn't saying yes to myself, you know. And when we kind of, so coaching is amazing because she was amazing. She just sat there and listened to me. And when you actually dig deep and you get to that light bulb moment where you just think, oh shit that's where it comes from what was your light bulb moment for you your mum
0: realising that she was always saying yes and you adopted that yeah
1: that was my light bulb (laughs) moment and I thought that's how it had to be Um, and it's only when we got to that and then she said right so how can we change it Mm. and that's when the whole boundary conversation comes into play what do you want to lose what do you want to keep you Mm. know what's important what's not is it really important that your bathrooms are squeaky clean every day probably not you know it's those kind of conversations that just changed my mindset completely yeah
0: I love that and you you were really able to like become aware of yourself yeah within that journey as well
1: Yeah, and it's funny because when I met with my mum after that and I actually said she said yes to somebody I think it was like a family member who's just like oh you know should we come over for dinner and I'm like there's like five of them you're really gonna let them come over for dinner she's like well what else am I supposed to say and I was like
0: oh my god that line I hear that line all the time yeah well what else am I supposed to say
1: yeah what else am I supposed
0: to do you know what you've literally just made me realize that's a bit of a light bulb moment for me you've just made me realize how often i'd heard that line
1: yeah
0: in my childhood friends family whatever by going well i can't say no can i yeah or what else am i going to say so
1: i think it's what you're you're brought up with i can't you're say you're embedded no. well, what else am i going to say well actually you can say no yeah and you can say not tonight yeah how about next saturday instead
0: do you think there's a stigmatism i don't know if stigmatism is the right word but do you think there's a stereotype of um people that say no to things. That they are rude or abrupt. Yes, absolutely.
1: Mm. And I had a friend who I had breakfast with last Sunday, and she downloaded my um, boundaries bundle, mm-hmm. which is like a, a journaling prompting workbook nice. to put boundaries in place. So ask a few questions about what's lacking, what's working, what's not. And there was one question that she really got stuck on, and I was like, well, which one is that? And she said, it's the one where you say, how can you put boundaries in place with kindness? yeah and I think that's such an important thing when you are putting your boundaries in place you can be kind it doesn't have to be an unkind thing do you
0: know why and this is going back to being a visual representation a rose has thorns right so actually it can be soft and it can be beautiful beautiful and it can be gorgeous but it still has things that you know are a little bit sharp and you know. Can can sting you essentially, yeah. which is where the, the element of like yeah. setting a boundary, but actually being kind and at the same you time. From having a rose, yeah, yeah, roses in their, beautiful, yeah. in their
1: house in a vase. You know, they are beautiful to look at. So people are getting something from it, so, but it still has its mm. thoughts So it is it is very interesting to, to think that actually she was of the mindset that you can't you can't put a boundary into place and, mm. and not be kind, but you absolutely can. But there is that perception you're right that yeah. putting a boundary into place is actually being a bit selfish yeah. or it's being a bit unkind. Yeah. It's it's really not.
0: Have you heard of the um the bliss point theory? No. I'm sure you Oh Okay. So the bliss point theory, I heard about it from it kind of is a little bit off subject but a dating guru called matthew Hussey. Mm. like i just love his videos and his concept he's basically like a dating um coach for women Mm. so obviously me being very single and you know (laughs) not very successful in the love life department is constantly watching his videos anyway he has this theory of a bliss point and what this means is like the perfect blend of like the sweet and the salty and i'm not talking about popcorn i'm talking about like you know in life and actually that goes back to setting the boundary is the salty but actually, having the kindness is the sweet. Yep. It's like the thorn and the rose again. You can have that perfect blend of the two. It's just having and maintaining the balance of the two. Mm. Because, yes, yeah, someone will be probably rude or abrupt or selfish if they are literally just saying no. But then someone is then going to be on the other end of the spectrum, um which will be just people pleasing, giving, which is the yes, right? And I think this is really interesting that we're having this conversation because. Something that I've always wanted to, to, like my aim, I guess, in life and my, my ultimate thing in life is to have balance. And mm-hmm. I think that comes back to the, this point and, and the set of boundaries with kindness, because with balance, I believe, is then happiness. Mm. So when you've got the balance of the two, there's no feeling bad, there's no feeling guilty, and there's you're saying yes to yourself or yes to others, depending on the situation.
1: Yeah. And also, you have to bear in mind that if anyone reacts badly to you saying no that's actually not on you. That that's, Shows them, that's always. That's, yeah. that's something they need to deal with. That's triggered something in them and that's not your problem. We, you know? we can
0: easily take it so personally though, can't we?
1: Absolutely. But I think you, if you take, like I say to my clients, and coach, you take a step back. Mm. If they've reacted badly, is it really because of what you've said or is it because it's triggered something in them? Yeah. And that's not your responsibility.
0: Yeah. Your responsibility is just how you respond, not how others yeah. respond. And as
1: long as you've done it with kindness... You're okay. Yeah. So let them deal with whatever has triggered that. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause it's not their responsibility to deal with. It's a them problem. Absolutely. <laughs> it really is
0: i say that all the time and i say it but i say it like i say it in a, in a light-hearted jokey way but i do mean in a serious way mm. like like you said it's a them problem the way people respond to you whether that is a boundary you're setting and maybe they don't like it that's a them problem doesn't mean you need to change your boundary or not set your boundary mm. just means that they need to deal with you having that boundary and they yeah. need to just adjust their life maybe to it
1: and it might be that um it's a really good way to show... They're showing you that actually they never really respected your decision to begin with. Mm, mm. You know, they were benefiting from you not having that boundary in place. Yeah. now that you suddenly put it up, they're like, seriously? Yeah. What?
0: What would you do though if someone didn't respond to the boundary that you set in a way that you had hoped that they had responded?
1: As in push the boundary or just the way they react verbally? The way they,
0: they would react
1: I think I would spend some time explaining it to them mm. a bit more. So I would probably start with, "What is it about me saying no that's that's upset you here?" And just seeing what their response is. But if it doesn't make any sense, if it's just a case of, "Well, I'm so busy, I was hoping you'd do it for me," then I'd be like, "Okay, well, I'm I don't have that capacity." Yeah. And then I push the problem back on them. Because yeah. It's really not your. It's, it's not, not up to yeah. you to solve other people's problems. But going back to how we're brought up. I think we almost feel that we should be fixing things for other people, but we're not. We're not meant to be doing that. People should be fixing themselves.
0: Do you think it's harder as a woman to set these boundaries? Because like you said, we're, I, and this is just my perception on it. I think as, as women, we are naturally more maternal, Mm. naturally more nurturing therefore we probably have a natural instinct to people please or help someone with their problems and take on the burden of that so do you think as a woman it is not necessarily harder but you know it's maybe more challenging to to set clear boundaries
1: i think there's definitely a perception that women are more people pleasers than men yeah yeah i find that both in the workplace but i also find that with my friends as well mm. it feels like women do more especially when they have a family yeah that women do more than the men do and i'm um, to be fair i don't know if that's just them having a better way of having put boundaries in place from from earlier on
0: do you mean men putting, the men putting yeah yeah yeah
1: boundaries in place from earlier on or if it's just a case of do we naturally just take on more because that's what we're kind of brought up to believe we should be doing as yeah. mothers and as friends and as wives? So, I'm not entirely sure what the answer to that is, but you definitely see more women being people pleasers than men.
0: Interesting. So interesting. I love this conversation. Mm. So, we reached out to my followers and your followers, yeah. and I think what was so good is that we got loads of questions. On boundaries and on this yeah, topic, to yeah, because like we can sit here and talk about whatever we want to talk about, but actually, like let's give let's yeah. give the people what they want to hear. Yeah, um, so we've had a couple of questions. So someone's asked, "Why can't I maintain boundaries?" Yeah. What's your response to that?
1: That's quite a generic question. I would go deeper and say, which boundaries are they talking about? Right. Yeah. Um, because I think that plays a really important bound. So if if I take the example of a material boundary. That's easier to maintain than an emotional boundary. Yes, yeah. So I think it, it, that requires a bit of delving into what is it that stops them from maintaining it? Is it the reaction from the other person or is it their own mindset around it?
0: Because in that example, you let's say you wanted to try and, and set a boundary and maintain it and it could be, you know, the girlfriend's the Friday night going to, yep. you know, drinks or whatever... And you said, actually, no, I can't. I can't make it. I want to take some time for myself. Their response then could essentially determine whether you maintain that boundary or not. Because their response may be, okay, sure, no worries. We completely respect that. Or another response could be, oh, come on. Um, You know, we haven't seen you in ages. It would be so nice to see you. Um, You know, oh, don't be boring. You know, all of those sorts of things. The guilt trip. trip. Yeah, Yeah, literally. And then... You then go, Oh shit, yeah, do you know what? I should go. So therefore, their response is like a hindrance to you trying to maintain your boundaries. Yeah.
1: And the the guilt trip usually will will have you thinking, I should. Yeah. And what I always say to my clients is, every time you say to yourself, I should, can you just stop <laughs> and ask yourself, Why should you?
0: Yeah. Who and says I, you should? Yeah,
1: who said you should? Did you say that you should? Or are they saying you should? Because it's two very different things. Mm. So I think there is some self-reflection that needs to go on there in order to be able to answer that. Mm.
0: What about, so, so someone else has asked, why is there so many boundaries? Is there? Yeah, I mean, I guess from the forms that you were spoken, like spoke about earlier, I didn't realise that there was they were broken down in those elements and i think like the more we've been having this conversation and before we were recording i think people don't realize they have boundaries that are already set Mm -hmm. people have them they don't realize that they have them yeah which is really interesting when you actually sit and reflect and you know like you with having your coach that really helped you to understand Mm -hmm. that maybe you have some or maybe you don't have some and you actually want to implement them yeah i think people people who think they don't have boundaries probably do they just don't realize that they have them yeah but yeah i guess i guess boundaries need to happen in, in all areas of life because if if you had no boundaries in, in let's say the material boundaries someone could just wreck your car someone could just come in and you know jump all over your sofa with your trainers on
1: yeah.
0: so actually we need boundaries in those areas of life
1: yeah, and they kind of all they kind of merge yeah. really, don't they They, it's, it's a bit like life you don't separate them out into your five different categories yeah. they kind of all feed off each other anyway don't they yeah. so I think when you, if you if you were to see a chart and see all those five different boundaries probably go oh my god you know that's a lot to take in, but actually, you don't need to have boundaries in all of them. Yeah, you might already have boundaries in four, but it's just the one that you need to work on. Yeah, yeah, it's that so one true. That's still niggling you that you, you're thinking this isn't working for me. What can I do about it?
0: Like we were saying, you probably, you probably, as a parent, naturally have boundaries with your children, but maybe you don't have to, um, have boundaries with your workplace or your friends. Yeah. But actually, you have it in that area. So how can you trans, like, transfer those skills into another area of your life? Yeah. If you're anything like me and you're trying to shop more consciously and more ethically, you must check out Beeble. They are a British bee company who use leftover honey from their bees to create wellness products and help the environment. I've been using their peppermint lip balm and honey and geranium hand cream for a few months now, and I have to say it's a real staple at my bedside table. Frankly, I just cannot stand having dry lips or dry hands. It is my absolute bugbear. These products are infused with a blend of essential oils and honey to help refresh and revitalise. You can always use my code BEMOREJADE for 15% off your order. That is B-E-E-M-O-R-E-J-A-D-E to say 15% off your order. Go ahead and check them out now at at BeebleCo on Instagram. So somebody else is asking, I can't seem to have boundaries at work, but I do have them at home.
1: Okay. Interesting. Hmm. So I would say having boundaries at home it depends on your home life doesn't it but it's people you're close to so you can talk Mm. to them quite easily right
0: and I guess as well like I'm kind of looking at this question and and a few years ago me could resonate with this Mm. because for my home life it's just me yeah but my work life is other people where I guess therefore comes in the people-pleasing element yeah because essentially in a workplace you want to please people you have other people involved whereas if it's just your home it's you or you know your immediate family or whatever so therefore there's less people to upset in your home than what there is in work
1: yeah but there's also if you think about it at work there's a certain pressure to perform as well right yeah and to be seen as doing the right thing in front of your peers so you naturally take on more because you think that's the way to do it yeah so but actually that's that's the wrong way of viewing it Because the more you do The less effective you are mm. So actually just having one or two projects Rather than five or six Will show your peers and your work colleagues That you are doing this 100% And that it's a really good piece of work Yeah, Whatever it is that you're doing If yeah. it's in an office Or makeup yeah. Or retail or yeah. whatever, It's that perception of what people think you're doing mm. At work and how successful you are mm. So I think that probably makes it a little bit harder to have those boundaries because you want to please those people yeah. you want them to see you in a really good light
0: so what would you suggest for this person i'd wish they'd put like what boundary they want to set in their workplace yeah, so that we yeah. could be a bit more specific but what would you what advice would you give them to be able to bring more boundaries into their workplace i
1: would say get a piece of paper and write what is it that's actually bothering you and what boundary can you put into place mm. in a kind way? Mm. Because if you suddenly start saying, I, no, I don't want to do that, Bob. You know, he's, Bob's going to go, well, why? Why? Me? Yeah. You know, so write down what it is that's actually bothering you and then work out what kind of boundaries will help you to feel better about that that problem. I
0: love that tip. I think sometimes just getting it out of your head and onto paper is like the simplest things. And like, same as you, like in my coaching sessions with my clients, we'll sometimes do like the most simplest task, but they're like, oh my God, Jade, that's so simple. And I'm like, simple is sometimes the best way. Like we don't need to overcomplicate things. But also what you were saying, like, writing down what they want to change and and you know how can their response or boundary be almost comes into a little bit of a circle of influence so you know what's in their control what's out of their control Naturally, yeah. there's probably a lot in their workplace that that is within their control yeah. and an example of that can be I was actually doing this with my client a couple of weeks ago, the amount of times that they check their emails. Mm. That's within their control. You know, if they feel like their workload is too much and they're just um, expected to be online and available all the time, actually, you can set certain times of the day that you just look at your emails at those times of the day or you just respond or reply to emails at certain times of the day. That's something that you can that's a boundary, I guess, would you say it's an internal boundary mm. that, or a behavioural boundary for yourself that you can then implement that nobody else is going to know. And yes, those emails may come in in your inbox at certain times, but it doesn't mean you have to respond to them at that time.
1: Yeah, and there's also, I, I know I know someone who I used to work with, she had a brilliant way of doing that. She, um, she actually had an automatic thing that used, if it came in after five o'clock, it would say, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to reply to your email till eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Love and that setting the that. that. that's, expect- that's a
0: boundary. Yeah, that's a boundary
1: right there. But how easy is it? she yeah. doesn't have to say anything. It's just an automatic response to an email. Yeah, so
0: they know not to wait around for the next hour because yeah. they're not going to get a reply. And actually, they'll know then next time. there's no point sending an email at, at five Absolutely. after five o'clock because she's not going to reply anyway. To it. Yeah, I love that one. So somebody else is asking: Aren't boundaries just a way of saying no?
1: I love that question um I think yes and no yeah I was
0: thinking that what I'm kind of thinking about well, that when you the think answer. about the
1: superficial like the superficiality of it is it a way of saying no yeah I guess you could say it's a way of saying no but ultimately you're not just saying no there's a reason for it yeah you know and that reason is you yeah and what you need out of the situation so is it a way of saying no I guess it probably is but it's there's always a reason for it yeah just no because you're being a bit of a cow and you just can't be bothered it's because there's a reason for it
0: my my perspective on this question is so to repeat the question again aren't boundaries just a way of saying Mm -hmm. no my perspective of this is it's saying yes to you yeah so it's it's not just a way of saying no it's a way of saying yes
1: Mm.
0: boundaries are a way of saying yes but to you yeah So if you flip the perspective, it's not saying no to that email at five o'clock, it's saying yes to you having a nice evening with your family. And it goes back to what we were saying constantly, like when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And actually, in in a lot of the respects, when you say, or when you put a boundary in place, it's because you're putting yourself as a priority. So actually flip the answer to that. It's not saying no, it's saying yes, but saying yes to me.
1: Absolutely, yeah
0: um so somebody else then is asking how do i know when somebody else has a boundary
1: mm.
0: and how do i respect it this is a really interesting because we've been obviously speaking about our own boundaries but actually how do we identify somebody else's boundary how do we know when they've got a the boundary and how do we then respect that
1: so shall i give you an example let me go back to children because children fascinate me my youngest when he needs time alone because of whatever's happened he goes into his bedroom and he closes his door that for me is a boundary yeah yeah he's telling me i want to be on my own yeah and that's something i have to respect me knocking on his door to say would you like this or would you like that is not going to make it better yeah anything is just going to annoy him even more because he's he's told me i want to be on my own if i don't respect that what kind of a message am I, sh- am I sending to him? Why would he respect my boundaries if I'm not going to respect his?
0: It's a form of communicating without verbalising, yeah. isn't it? Because he's physically shown you, I want my own space. My yeah. door is closed. I want me time. Mm. And you've gone, ah, okay, he's not got his door open or he's not coming to sit with us in the kitchen. Clearly he wants his own time.
1: Yeah, but it's also at work. If you've got someone who literally leaves the office at five o'clock, what is the point... In sending them an email or asking them to do something when you know that actually they are leaving the office because they have a home to go to they've got three kids they need to cook for they need to put them in bed bath them all of that stuff why would you push that boundary Mm. by them leaving at five o'clock you will naturally know this there's something going on and even if you didn't and you were to send an email their non-response or their response would tell you straight away actually you'd be going ah right so she leaves at five and that's it we can't contact her and yeah. that's fine that is their boundary yeah and I think you naturally start to especially in the workplace you naturally start to kind of consume other people's boundaries and yeah. understand what they will and won't do
0: this isn't a question that someone sent in but you're just making me think about it do you feel like people are loosening up to other people's boundaries since covid in the workplace because now we're becoming so available right like mm pre-COVID it was in the office at your desk, you were there at your desk, able to work or have a conversation or have a meeting. When you left the office, no one would contact you. Yeah. Whereas now, you're so much more contactable. You're available 24-7. Mm. You know, someone could email you on a Saturday because they're working, even though it's not in their working hours, but they're catching up and they'll reply to you, they'll message you thinking that it's like, that's okay. Yeah. Do you feel like now in the world post-COVID that boundaries are being pushed even more
1: it's a hard one isn't it because Mm. lockdown had so many advantages i think but the disadvantage was that you were constantly available yeah like because you weren't doing anything you weren't doing anything but also friends that previously would be like i don't do anything past five at seven they'd be replying to emails yeah why are you doing that yeah and they'd be like well nothing else to do nothing else to do yeah but you're 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 that that time you've spent building that boundary and people knowing that that is your boundary, you've just now trashed it. Yeah. You know, you're back to square one. Do you think
0: people now then are trying to rebuild their boundaries back up that they've let down since lockdown? I think some of them are. Or almost, or almost create boundaries in a new form because the boundaries they probably would have had post. Uh, lockdown mm. then during lockdown and now out of lockdown and i post-covid are all probably
1: different they would be different and that's that if, if we go back to what i said at the beginning your boundaries constantly move yeah so your boundary during lockdown might not be a boundary now or maybe it needs to be a different yeah. boundary yeah you know but that's why they're constantly changing so i do believe there are people who need to reestablish those boundaries if they want to yeah you know some people might be happy to just be until seven o'clock not that I know many people who would be happy to be in the office till seven but you never know there yeah might be some people do won. yeah so it, I think it just it's that constant re-evaluating what is it I want to get out of this yeah definitely And then deciding what to put into place
0: amazing um so then I also asked some of my um followers um the things that they struggle with mm. when it comes to boundaries so One person in particular said that they struggle with feeling isolated. Mm -hmm. They're more afraid that other people will get mad or unfriend them. What would you say to that person?
1: I would say anyone who unfriends you...
0: Was not worth it all along. really not
1: worth it. If someone cannot respect you wanting some time to yourself or you wanting to not reply to this or this after a certain time are they the type of person that you really want following you? Anyway? Yeah,
0: and it goes back to what we were saying before, how you can't control somebody else's response, yeah. so like there will be people who will get mad, there will be people who will be upset or confused or, or don't understand mm. but actually that's their response to deal with yeah. and you can't have control over that.
1: No, and I would also question, what is it about them being angry that worries you so mm. much, you know what, where does that come from and that probably will bring up a whole host of other stuff that Probably hasn't even crossed that person's mind. Yeah, line. yeah.
0: What about someone who struggles with vocalizing their boundaries to other people?
1: Mm, I had a client like this who just couldn't get it out. She just couldn't say it.
0: Really? As it like they were th- they thought it. They you know couldn't say it, but physically just couldn't yeah. get the words out. And
1: this this person that she couldn't like talk to about this emotional boundary that she had was a partner. So I said, well, why do you, why don't you write it down? And writing it was actually the best thing because she wrote it down and at first she wanted to give it to him and I was like but does that make you feel more comfortable could you read it to him yeah instead and actually reading it to him really worked
0: right so it gave her a bit of like security blanket yeah Yeah. she
1: knew exactly what she was going to say because she just couldn't get her words right and I was like write it down write it down either give it to him or just read it to him
0: yeah i love that simple simplicity is key again the
1: best thing was she actually put dear at the top oh my god is it like posting them a letter
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so what if someone struggles with their working hours Mm -hmm. and they want to try not to give too much of themselves with outside of their working hours i can definitely resonate with that one for sure
1: i think lockdown Mm. made working hours seep into personal hours definitely and I think it's harder to get out of that now because lockdown was for a very long time um but I would I would come back to does it serve you Mm. you know because let's face it some people quite enjoy doing work after hours yeah and that's fine if you enjoy it but if you don't enjoy it how can you communicate that to, to to the person that you're working with? Mm. And sometimes it's just a case of just switching off your your emails. And like yeah. that automatic thing that I was yeah. saying.
0: I can really resonate with that one because I am such a... Previous to, to now. Such a sucker. Oh, I'll just send that quick email. Mm. Oh, I'll just do that quick reply. Then that quick reply... Or that quick conversation or that quick action, whatever that action is, turns into a longer time than what you initially anticipated. And again, it goes back to then that will happen again and the person then expects it the next time. The easiest things I do is switch off your emails or work phone if you, you know, you've got to separate, mm. close your laptop, put your laptop away. Mm. When I finish my working week or working day, whatever it is, I will put that laptop away. It is done. I do not see it i put it like literally in a cupboard i'm like that's just not there i also have a work phone so i have my work phone outside of my bedroom because what i used to do was i would have my work phone my personal phone next to my bedside table Mm. so i'd wake up in the morning first thing and check my work phone at half seven or seven o'clock in the morning and i'm like no one's expecting me to reply to an email right now why am i checking i wouldn't be in the office at half seven yeah so why am i looking on my work emails at half seven yeah you have to check it yeah exactly
1: Which is why switching it off is probably the easiest solution sometimes.
0: Because then, when you physically switch off the emails, the phone, the whatever, you are then able to mentally switch off. Mm. So that comes. Most people
1: are invested in their job. Yeah. Let's face it. Not. I don't think anybody finds it easy to just go. Right. That's it. Yeah. It's five. I'm switching off. We don't work like that. Mm. We're not that robotic, Mm. or we can just you know flick that switch and that's it work modes off so i think it is incredibly hard Mm. because you are invested in your job and you want to do it to 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 a good point but what's the sacrifice yeah what are you sacrificing instead
0: again what are you saying yes to what you're saying no to and then someone else is asking or, or or i guess suggested what they're struggling with when it comes to boundaries is making themselves available when a guy wants to make plans to accommodate only his schedule
1: that's a slippery part that's isn't it? really interesting that is interesting and I think that probably th- that for me is is a conversation to be had with the guy is mm. I, I respect that this is your time but my time isn't really fitting in with yours at the moment how mm. can we make this better mm. so I'm not even sure if it's a boundaries question I think yeah. it's a communication thing isn't it because you don't want to say to him well do you know what? That doesn't work for me. How about Saturday at 5 instead? Yeah. That's
0: not going to go down Yeah, Because no one's time is more important Absolutely. than the other person's. And um, I actually saw a TikTok and, you know, on TikTok, my... Clearly my algorithm is all about dating and dating profile hinges <laughs> and whatever. Um and there was this one TikTok and a girl had screenshotted a conversation that she was having with a hinge date where they were trying to meet up for a date, arrange a range of date. Mm. And um she she suggested a time and the guy replied saying um yeah, that should work. And she replied saying, should or will yeah. question mark. Mm. And I was like, Fucking hell, girl, that is such an amazing response because the guy is saying, I'll see. Yeah,
1: something else might, might something come el- yeah, yeah, something
0: else might take priority. Mm. Which is fine, you know, everyone's got you know different things to deal with in life. But she's going, hang on a minute, my time is important to me. My boundary is you can do this day. Or you can't do this day, and we'll do another day. Yeah,
1: because she doesn't want him cancelling at the last minute. Exactly, her time is lost.
0: Exactly, because let's say the date was on a Friday. It's a Wednesday. He's saying, "Yeah, that should be fine." She's then not making any other plans on the Friday because mm. she's going out with him, right? But then, what about last minute if he says, "Oh, actually, no, it's not going to work now because of X, Y, and Z"? Well, she's just lost, you know, potentially time, time on on her hands. And I just thought that is such a smart move to just be it should work or it will work.
1: But also, it's great because. She- She's setting it up. She, she's yeah, gonna move it forward. Yeah,
0: and I, I love that. I thought, girl, I'm t- yeah. you give me inspiration. I'm taking that with me. Yeah, not that I'm going on any dates anytime soon, well, but you know, I'll in the future. <laughs> amazing this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on this podcast today Liz like I've thoroughly enjoyed it like I've learned a lot as well every day's a school day um but hopefully everyone listening has learned a lot as well but I just just to close up how can people find you where can they find you where can they find your work how can they download your bundles and
1: I'm on Instagram I'm just Liz Liz Garcia coaching you can just go on that I've got a link I've got free bundles there's all sorts of things And just yeah DM me anything amazing contactable
0: amazing i love that well thank you so much it's been a pleasure um and i can't wait to see how people respond to this i know it'd be great
1: won't it (laughs) more boundaries
0: (laughs) (laughs) hashtag boundary setting You have been listening to the Beauty and Belief podcast with me, Jade Lahure. Thank you so much for listening today. I deeply appreciate you for tuning in and taking the time for you. If you enjoyed this episode, you can check out more of my content and tips over on my Instagram at at jadehlahore. That is at J-A-D-E-L-E-H-U-R-A-Y-Y. Also, don't forget to leave a review on this podcast below sharing what you loved about this episode. And of course, add this podcast to your library so that you don't get a FOMO and you don't miss out on the latest episodes. And babe, remember, if you are looking for some bespoke support to grow your inner confidence, develop on your own self-love and worth, don't hesitate to reach out to me or apply to work with me via my Instagram. It's your time to believe, girl.